wanna tell you a story We'll see how it goes About all the glory Previously on uh, Out and about and f- in the free world <laughs> Ron was everywhere Everywhere No matter where I went I saw Ron Jeremy There was a time that I would have parties at my house And who would show <laughs> Ron Jeremy <laughs> The man that could walk past you in your bra Just pop off hands Oh my feet. god it's true It's weird Okay Yeah, yeah. He's well, got some talents. Yeah. Okay, go on. Sorry. We just oh, got that's a, totally that's a sidetracked Ron Jeremy. It's all about you. It's all about me. It's all about you. It's all about us. Hello, everyone. Um, Hi, Shane. Hello, Maria. So something that I'm not sure that we've shared with anyone, but we have uh, names. We've named all of our podcast. Each episode has a different name. And where that comes from is every name is a Rolling Stones song because we have a certain tie with the Rolling Stones. And it's actually a little deeper than that. It's with Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones is where we have a tie. And um, the name of our podcast is called All About You. And Keith sings that song, All About You. They weren't about me. They weren't about her. No, they were all about you. Which brings me to this episode. This is another one that Keith sings. And I think the ones that Keith sing are just, they're special. And this is definitely a special episode because it's about Keith Richards and how he's tied together with Maria and I from day one of our relationship and every day since. There's always some connection between Keith Richards and us and our relationship. And again, this episode is called Connection. So I have to go to work, and before I go to work, I'm dropping Maria at work. And as we're driving on Sunset Boulevard towards Western, and we're just driving down, and we look to the left, and what does that giant front of the Palladium say? First it says, sold out. (laughs) Keith Richards! (laughs) And the expensive winos. Yes. This is December 15th, 1988. And I am a huge Keith Richards fan. So... I don't know if, 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 you know, the thing was, had been, um, you know, they'd been putting it on the radio and advertising it for, for months, or if it just was a pop-up. Who has any idea? We had heard nothing about it. We no. knew nothing about it, and now I'm driving her to work, and I'm supposed to drop her off and then go to, and I'm supposed to go to work, and we look to the left, and we see it's Keith Richards and expensive winos are playing a sold-out show at the Palladium. 
So on the quick five-minute drive from there to Western, I come up with a plan. <laughs> You're just like, we're going to that show. <laughs> yeah. And sold out. We have no tickets. Yeah. I'm working. He's working. And he's like, I'm dropping you off. And you're getting off work. I'm going to come back and get you. And we're going to that show. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I said, so you know, tell them that you're not feeling well or whatever. But, and, and what's interesting is I went to work. And I get there and I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to get out of work. And the, I don't think the feeling good thing's not going to, that's not going to work probably. But, but there was this girl there that day. And it was her first day and she wasn't allowed to work. She was just sitting there. She wanted to work. And I'm like, you want to work? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to leave. So I kind of went in that angle and they let me go. And it worked. And so while she was working that out, I turned around and drove back to the Palladium. And again, anyone ever been to Hollywood knows parking is impossible. And as I'm coming up on the Palladium parking spot, dead in front, so I whip into the parking spot, there's money on the meter. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Great. I take four or five steps past the sidewalk into the parking lot area, and I see this guy with one of those old, well, I don't know if you guys know what cell phones look like in 1988. It's giant. It's like a shoe. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the size of a good-sized like shoe. shoe. And this guy's talking on his shoe. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe you. What is wrong with you? This is Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. You're going to, you what? You're not even going to show? You're going to completely stick me with these tickets. So I stop walking. I just, he keeps turning. I'm like, sticking right by him. I don't know if he saw me like ghosting him or whatever, but I was right there beside him. I was not leaving. And all of a sudden he hangs up the phone. I go, you have two tickets? And he's like, well, uh, yeah. I go, I'll take them. He goes, well, fine. Okay. Okay. I go, how much are they? And I'm pulling my money out. I Now I had just called off work. I was try, supposed to take three girls to who knows where, Pacoima, Pasadena, wherever. And I was like, hey, my car broke down. I'm not going to be able to make it. And I got some other stuff going on, man. Sorry about that. And just hung up. I didn't even give them a chance to say, well, we need you to, uh, you can use my car. Or we can blah, blah, blah. I gave them no option, nothing. Again, we did not have cell phones. They could not call me back. Ooh, never thought That was of the that. beautiful thing about things back then. Yeah. People had to figure shit out. So I, I had done that. I had a freaking pocket full of ones for work. For, tr- for change. For change for, oh. the, for the strippers. And, well, change for the guy's they wanted to tip the strippers. Right. But right. so so I start I pull this wad out and he looks at the wad. You know, he probably doesn't even know it's ones. It doesn't matter, whatever. I go, how much? And he goes, they're 20 bucks each. Now, what's really cool is Maria was just digging through some stuff and found the ticket stubs. I know. I found I kept those exact ticket stubs. And they say $20. And they well, they say $18.50 oh, oh, okay. plus a dollar fifty, blah, blah, blah charge. Yeah. <laughs> so they were exactly $20, which I never, ever checked. I mean, I never he looked just, at the ticket. I gave him 40, 41s, and he was laughing. He goes, what do you do for a living? I go, I'm a bartender. Oh, you said that. Yeah. It's a lot faster. Yeah. You know? That's true. No and, questions. Yeah. And he's like, cool, man. Enjoy the show. Now, all of them, at least all the ones I saw, it's just general admission. Yeah, it Every, was because it was standing room. Yeah. Yeah. There may have been some stuff in the balcony available, but Palladium is pretty much always general admission, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. I just know we walked around. Yeah. No, there's there's a couple little spots, I think, that they have tables and VIP stuff and all that. 
that's not what this was. This was just a stock ticket. And, you know, so I stuck them in my pocket, you know, hop back in the car, turn back around the five-minute drive back to the world-famous Tropicana. And there's <laughs> yeah. Maria standing outside. Or the door was open, maybe. No, I th- I, you know, I wondered about that. You yeah. must have like gone to the side. There was a side door. At it the was a side door. Yeah, and you and I bet you there was a guard there all the time, and you'd be like, "I'm here for Maria," and they probably would come get me because I wondered how we always. Cause there's no way I'd be standing out there. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It was. I think that's what it was because I know like I went that. to the side door. Yeah. Because I never even turned no. the car off. Yeah. No. 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 When I just you, left the I car never running. Went out the front. And okay. and whenever it said, you know, yeah, and then, so the, you you were like. Okay, I'm off. And you have your bag with all your stuff and everything and <laughs> fling it into the thing. And I'm like, so we're going to the show. And I mean, I pulled so many crazy things out of my ass my whole life. She probably just believed me, I guess. I don't know. She's, I don't know. Shane has good luck, but I never even knew about the good luck until recently because he's like, I have really good luck. But then we read that luck's not really a thing. It's something else. It's like... Maybe it's meant to be. Yeah, this was it's like some contract with the uh, you know the aliens. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Whatever but, it is, it just everything just fell right into place. Yeah, and so it worked out. And still to this day, I judge concerts on that concert. That's one of my favorite concerts I was ever at in my life. And if I go see a show, and I'm like, well, this is pretty good. I mean, it's not Keith Richards good. But it's but it's pretty good. Well, yeah, I remember. It's this, not Palladium good, but well, I remember this concert, and I remember thinking, "Wow, I I don't even know if I knew he had his own band." And I, this was his first yeah. concert. Oh yeah, and he was the front guy. And I remember thinking, "Oh wow, he's not." Remember, he would like go into the mic and then turn around. Yeah, but then well, I've seen videos of it, and he didn't do it because we that is the album, the the show we were at. That's the album which I have, and I've played over and over. It's like one of my favorite albums. Yeah, they turned it into a. There's a book on it. There's, yeah, there's a video. A, yeah, there's a. There's an bunch album of stuff. or a CD. There's yeah. That that's that's mm-hmm. everyone can pick up the mm-hmm. December fifteenth, nineteen eighty eight Palladium show. It's a great show. The band was on fire. Yeah, I just always thought he was um, not that great of a front guy because I guess I was used to Mick. Sure. Um, but I look at now videos and I go. He was great. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 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 But I'm a huge fan of his, so you know he can't so, do too yeah. much wrong. So Keith Richards goes through and through everything that we do. Always has, always will. Um, when I first started hanging out with Maria, and we'd be hanging out at her dad's house whenever he was not there, probably at work, <laughs> and um, she would put on um, Tattoo You or... Something like that, or maybe I even a, I the live lot. album. Yeah. I have a, I had a lot of albums. Yeah, but I have a thing with I love live albums, yeah. especially. Yeah, but I did have tattoo you. Yeah, and um, yeah, I had one of those little record players. Yeah, it looked like a close and play, but it wasn't. So she's playing the record. I think it was actually a live record. I think it was. I think it was. It could have even been still life, which is because that was one of my favorite albums. Well, it still is to this day. Actually, she has a still life story. Oh, yeah, because I was in high school. I was a senior in high school, and the Stones came to, was it Indiana or Cincinnati? Somewhere I think it like, was Lexington. Oh, was it Lexington? Oh, it was, it was Lexington. And that's like an hour and a half from Louisville. And um, I wanted to go. So I bought a ticket. And you know, I'm, I'm 
you know, in ballet world, I went to the performing arts school. None of my friends like rock and roll that I knew of. Everybody liked classical music or they were just not into that. So I went by myself. I drove there. I had an ACT test the next day to get into college. I didn't care. I was like, I'm going to the Stones. And I went. I drove there by myself. What car did you drive? Well, whatever car it was, I got it towed because I drove... <laughs> He's laughing. I drove all the way there, and I was trying to find a parking place. I'm just saying you didn't have. I might have a had good my- car until I until right before we moved to California. So I know I probably, several years before that you either had that crappy. Chev- I know I probably had a crappy Chevette or that Datsun or I mean so I, I mean you just all I'm saying is she's for a young high school girl. To, to grab to buy a single ticket, drive an hour and a half away in a death trap. Oh. <laughs> you can see her dedication to the Rolling Stones. That's true. Yeah, so I drive up there. I'm not familiar with Lexington, still not. And this guy was like, hey, waving all these cars in. Other cars were going into this gas station. And he was loading up the gas station. It literally was across the street from the front door of the venue. And I was like, oh. Okay, everybody else is doing it. So I I um, get into a parking spot at the gas station and gave him 20 bucks to park. Back then, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I walked in, and later I saw him, that guy, in the concert. And I said, wait a minute. And I pointed at him. I'm like, you're supposed to be washing our car. And he goes, I just wanted money to go into the concert. And I was like, what? And I got a terrible feeling inside of the pit of my stomach. I was like, uh-oh. So anyways, I went to the concert, and I caught one of those balloons. I remember thinking, this is great. I was gonna, that was going to be my souvenir, and I got the balloon. And, and then I went into the bathroom to go to the bathroom before I left, and someone popped my balloon in the bathroom. I was kind of bummed because that was going to be my souvenir. But anyways, so I go outside, and my car's gone. But everybody else that had parked there, their cars were gone too. That sucks. How was the concert? Oh my God, the concert was so good. Well, I was so far away. <laughs> I was so far away. And Keith and Mick, they, I couldn't, I mean, not Keith and Mick, Keith and Ronnie looked so much alike and they looked so messed up that I looked at them and I went, oh my God, this fascinated me. They looked like dead people playing. Yeah, well, now that we've seen all these uh, movies with, uh, what are those people called? Like all those movies that are out now. Vampires or something? or Close. Draculas? What do you... Draculas, yeah. <laughs> Draculas, that's it. <laughs> you know, like Night of the Living Dead <laughs> and all those and all those people that are dead, you know, but they're corpses and they're walking around. They all look like Keith Richards, <laughs> except for they have a little bit of blood on them. Yeah, zombies. Looked, zombies. Okay, he... He looked really bad. They looked really bad. They, they, he was so white and like bones sticking out, and he just looked messed up. And I was far away, so it was more of a vibe, I guess. Wait a minute, you're saying that like what he looked loaded or something? Oh my lord, they looked, they looked really bad. You must be kidding. Yeah, they looked. Which fascinates me. To, no. I mean, I when I was younger, I read that book up and down with Rolling Stones. That really, I became obsessed. I don't know why there's, you know, a lot of people are obsessed with the crazy life and drugs and all that kind of led me down a bad path, but. 
Well, at least at that point, you were watching Rolling Stones, and that was cool. So that yeah. that that tour was probably my initial real visual contact with with the Stones. I did not go to the tour, but they immediately started playing the still live video on cable TV. I think our particular cable TV in Columbus, Ohio was called Cube. I, st- I, have, a vid- I have a VHS tape still probably somewhere. Oh, yeah. I've got it right over there on DVD. Can you see it? See the TV? Oh, yeah. See the two DVDs on oh, the left? that's one? Okay. One of those is still yeah, live. That's one of my favorite videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you have it. It goes through our life like, it's like the blood of of our relationship, and um, so she she was a huge Stones fan. I started watching it a lot, probably eighty three, eighty, probably eighty three on TV when they played it a lot. Um, they had I, I watched that. I watched ACDC. Um, oh, what was that one called? It was a great live concert. And, of course, Led Zeppelin song remains the same. Oh, I used to watch Led Zeppelin, too. I loved yeah. Led Zeppelin. And those three, actually, there was a fourth one, which is kind of funny. It's Ario Speedwagon. I like Ario. I like all That's those a bands. Good live, it's yeah. a good live show. It is. Yeah. Gary Richrath is rocking it. Well, we used to go to the midnight movie at the Vogue Theater and see the song that remains the same. You sit yeah. there for hours. I mean, that was so much fun. We went do down that. on uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes campus and watched it. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. But your mom was a big Stones fan. She was. She always played the Stones. She the first record I remember her having was that octagonal one that is like the broken glass that you're looking at them through or whatever it is. I, I must not have had that one because I, I don't even know, know what, what you're talking about. Yeah, the album cover is really weird. Huh. Um, but and I'm not getting it mixed up with that Aerosmith album because there's an Aerosmith album done with mirrors or something that's maybe broken glass, but. Yeah, she had she had a lot of stuff. So she had even the early stuff. She she loved um, you know, Smokey Robinson and she loved all the all the black groups like that. All the Yeah, your mom and dad were cool. They liked that kind of music. My parents put on country and I just was like, Oh gosh, Yeah. Well trying. my mom liked that aspect and my father was more like the Who and James Gang and Deep Purple and my mom was like the Stones. Mm-hmm. My dad's a Beatles guy. My mom was a Stones girl. Uh oh. So there was a big battle. Yeah, that is in the house. Yeah. But it was all it was all good for me. I got to hear all the good stuff. So <laughs> yeah, so she she would play it, and I remember listening to it and watching it and thinking, wow, it's, it was intriguing, and I liked the songs. But I was like, you know, Keith really doesn't play guitar that well. I didn't think I was like, hell, half the time he's not even got a, got one of you know his hands aren't even on it. Oh my, that and he would sing one song. On each album, and I remember being intrigued with those because they were so bad that they were good. I mean, his voice, <laughs> I, you know, and it's so weird. I'm like saying like that the whole, nah, yeah, nah. just everything about him was so different that made me intrigued. I'm like, what? Is, who is he? He sings really bad, but then it sounds good. He plays really off, but it's good. And that the, all, that whole book. All their their life was so terrible, but it was cool and <laughs> yeah, that's a trip. Yeah, as a guitar player, like eighty two is when I decided to actually start playing guitar full time. I was a drummer up until that, and uh, you know, I so I learned what was hip in eighty two, what was necessary, and of course, you have to know how to play Van Halen and Randy Rose, and then anything else that's popular. But those are your two, you know. Shredder guys or whatever, they weren't even shredders, you know, by today's standards. But they were 
groundbreaking guitarist, you know? You didn't have to learn Stones, because now they've been around the longest of any band ever. No, you just always learn the... I think the more difficult, the most technical thing, like generations always learn, you know, stuff like like kids now they learn stuff that I that I will never be able to play. Mm, well, I just don't have the chops, too. you know. I'm just like that's like, something I will never. I don't care for it, but but also even if I did, I would have to work just hours and hours and hours and hours just to get one little section down, mm. and they're just like, you know, just that's just so it's just a different thing. So as a guitar player, you always learn what's like cutting edge at the time. Okay. And the Stones had been around forever at that point already. So they really weren't cutting edge. There was no cutting edge. At the time. No, their, their songwriting mm-hmm. and stuff like that is what's stuck around forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you get older and you start settling into your, your vibes and stuff like that, they, they, you know, I think they're the greatest. But mm-hmm. at the time, I would listen to Keith play and it almost sounded like I had like a country guitar sound in comparison to like, you know, Led Zeppelin or mm-hmm. something like that, Leslie West. And um, so then whenever you were playing back to, now we're back to your father's house, mm-hmm. and you're playing the live album, mm-hmm. and I just told her, oh, I can play anything. Within however many seconds, you put on the radio, and I'll, I'll figure out the chords, and I'll play along, and I'll start improving a lead over it, you know. And um, I was just, you know, hard hardwired to to develop my ear and to figure out, stuff as fast as possible and that's just one of the things i was um had already learned you know 30 spanky lee songs all original songs in in less than two weeks and played a gig and added you know harmonies along to it so i was like really pushing myself and so i'm bragging oh yeah i put it on and i could figure out the chords but the it didn't sound right and it it stunned me i was like huh Mm -hmm. what is going on and it's and the and the and the syncopation of it, and it wasn't like fast at all. It was all just there's all that breath and air in it, and and the, and the fact that he's playing a clean guitar, you got to be able to play good. No, it sounds not right, but then it sounds good. It's like I'm. It's I know. Well, okay. So what was it, Shane? Well, I mean, years later. Yeah, years he figured it out. Years later, um, through different, you know, reading this and doing that and whatever. Truthfully, I stumbled, really stumbled on it, which is crazy. Um, later, years later, um, I had a poster in a band house, and it was Keith, just a close up of Keith on stage. He had one of his tellies. I don't even think it was Macabre. I think it was Malcolm, and had a capo on it. And um, well, you got like people are going to be like, "What's that?" You need to talk about what's Macabre. I'm not going to get into that. Well, That's just, too like, long. That's too. Yes, it's just very simple. It, he names his guitars. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. okay. So those are two guitars. Yeah, those are his two main axes. Those are two what? main open tune Telecasters. See, look how simple that was. They're both '50s Telecasters. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like naming a ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he named his guitars, so you know, and he named them odd names because he said he didn't want people. To, he didn't want to name it Jim or Tim or Mick. Or anything like that, because people he knew had that name. And he's like, I didn't know anybody with a name Macabre, so I could yell Macabre, and they knew I was asking for that guitar. Oh, and that's okay. that's where it came from. Okay, and it's it's a, it's a novel. It's it's someone in a a, a novel that he he uh, uh, read. Gosh, I can't recall what it is right off. Well, just let you know, it's, all it's a that. character. It's a character in a novel. Okay, um, as well, that's where the actual name came from. 
So he he's playing one of his guitars, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the capo, and I, I'm just starting to get into capo and things. Again, I thought that was kind of country, but I'm starting to figure out why, and my musical tastes are kind of changing. They're developing more and kind of going backwards, and and I look at it, and I, get, I realize he doesn't have a, a low E string on his guitar. And I'm thinking, wow, of all things, they have a poster of him playing his guitar, and it's when he broke a string. <laughs> That's know? what you thought. Yeah, initially. I was like, how often, you know, how odd is that? And then, you know, I kept studying the poster. It was, it was right by the pisser. So he'd be standing there taking a leak, and it was right across from you, you know, in the band house. And so I just always looked at the Keith Richards poster when I'm taking a leak. And I'm looking at it, and later I looked down, and I realized there's not even a bridge saddle for that string. And so then I'm like, wait a minute. Is that his secret to his sound? That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's, uh, he was just on Jimmy Fallon showing off his secrets. But um, <laughs> people known his secrets for years now, but just because they know it, it doesn't mean they know how to, how to utilize it. It's, or, it's, or execute it right, right? Yeah, it's so, so Keith. It's mm-hmm. just Keith. It's him. Um, but yeah, so it, the whole deal is I figured out soon and through... Um, a producer that, that I worked with for a while um, and got a bunch of inside stone stories from, Andy Johns. He recorded Exile on Main Street, one of my favorite Stones albums. And he was there for the whole thing. He has all the dirt. And he told you a lot of stories about he, Keith and he's stuff. He told me stories that I, I would, might have to get a licensing agreement to uh, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, and he's just like, oh, no, that's, that, was his, that was his bit. That was his thing. He just uh, chopped that string off. It made things muddy, and he used the open G tuning, and and um, that's when it really all came together. And the people that are huge Stones fans, there's there's a little touches of open tunings on the two albums previous to um, Exile, but Exile is whenever it really just takes over. Name some songs that are open tuning. Just is it's it's uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yep. Um, Honky Tonk. Yep. Well, you name them. I'm, oh, I'm brown, not a brown sugar, brown start sugar. me up, uh, tumbling dice. Um, these are all some of them are different open tunings, but they're still open tunings. But still, it's these Street are fighting man, popular songs, yeah. very popular songs. Angry, angry is open tuning. I can hear it. Yeah, oh, you know it is. That's the new song. Yeah, that kind of sticks in your head. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it is really good. And the video of angry that just came out. I mean, this just came out a few days ago. Um, it reminds you of what Sunset Boulevard was back in the day. Yeah. They make it come alive yeah. with the billboards, with them playing and the feeling. And it's all the old era photos at yeah. first on the billboard, then it then all of a sudden the billboard becomes a video and yeah, it's so cool. inside a video and with yeah. the pretty girl on on the car in the car yeah. dancing around. Scantily clad, beautiful ladies always <laughs> always a big winner for a video. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's that's a. That's our Keith connection. It gets a it it continues on. It never stops. I'm just saying that I just could only say this much of it so far because this is where we're at in our story. So we're kind of mm-hmm. trying to keep things in order. But um, but we will have a part two of our Keith connection. We will. Well, it'll probably be called something different. Maybe not. Maybe connection two. I'm not sure. It could be another Keith song. It could be happy. Mm-hmm. There's tons because happy songs. does. Is really what the next section is. So maybe yeah. we'll see. 
We're, we're good. Okay. All right. See you, folks. Love you, Keith.